Hey, hey, welcome to the Static Podcast for today. I'm Stacey Static, and of course, we're brought to you by the Hester Group. More on that in a minute. So today is Monday. That means it's all about the millennials. I like to talk to my young people and give them shine today. And today for Little Homie Monday, I have Jamar Pinkston. He's a musician, he's a rapper, he's a spoken word artist, and he's going to tell us all about his event lyricism coming up. As I told you, we're brought to you by the Hester Group. It's a law office with a 12-year proven track record of success. Make sure you contact Lorenzo Hester and his group today if you've been involved in a serious car accident or you need to file a workman's comp claim or maybe you've gotten into a little bit of legal trouble. you got a criminal issue. You need some handling. They can do that for you as well. Just give them a call today at 314-652-4321. But remember, the choice of an attorney is an important one and should not be based solely upon advertisements. As I told you, coming up, I'll be talking to Jamar Pinkston. But let's get into the weekend. Everybody was talking about The Lion King in theaters. I had an opportunity to check it out. I will say this, it's just like the original movie, except with real animals and more famous characters doing the voices. Did you see it, Chris? You're nodding, I thought maybe you saw it. No, literally, I mean, it's, they didn't veer away from anything. There were no surprises, there were no, I mean, it it was the exact same storyline, the exact same characters, just different voices. Obviously, Beyonce is way more famous than whoever this unknown woman who played the adult Nyla. And of course, um, uh, Donald Glover is way more famous than that other random dude that played in the original um, Lion King as the adult Simba. (laughs) But uh, of course, James Earl Jones and Alfred Woodard reprised their roles from the original. And I thought it was fantastic. I mean, obviously the animation was amazing. What they've accomplished in the last 30 years or 20, 25 years is crazy. Um, So yeah, I will say that. But what I really want to talk about is the Beyonce album, The Lion King, The Gift. Let me tell you something, I will be the first to tell you I am not a Beyonce fan. Of course, I appreciate her artistry. I think that she's an amazing performer. She's a pretty good vocalist. Now I sound like Aretha Franklin. She's a pretty good vocalist. She's no Jasmine Sullivan to me, but that's just me. That's me, I don't want the beehive coming after me. I do appreciate Beyonce, but let me tell you something about that album. I love it. Of course, um, if you know anything about me in the past 18 months, I've been all about Afrobeats. I've been screaming about Nigeria and uh, their music wave. And she just did an album I felt like was speaking directly to me. So if you have an opportunity to check that out, if you haven't already, I'm completely in love with it. I mean, she has um, some Nigerian music heavyweights on there from WizKid. She's got Yemi Holiday, Mr. Easy, Techno. I mean, those are just some of the names. And um, like I said, it spoke directly to me. So shout out to Beyonce for putting Afrobeats on the map with this new album um, or furthering their journey, which I know is, is just really gonna take off in the coming months. So congratulations to Beyonce and make sure you check out The Lion King, the movie, and of course, The Lion King, the gift, Beyonce's album. Okay, now it's time for Lil Homie Mondays. As I told you, I have Jamar Pinkston and he's here and he's here to talk about all things that he's been doing. Welcome to the Static Podcast. What's going on? How are you? I cannot complain. How are you? I'm wonderful, wonderful. I love the curls. They pop in the day. Thank you. Black girl magic going on. Man, you know what? I've been trying to perfect my wash and go. And everybody (laughs) says that, you know, wash and go, it really is not a wash and go. It's really like layering of products and shingling them through. Wash and stay for a couple hours then go. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? It is still a little wet, so I guess it is a wash and go. So thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I appreciate it. So tell 
tell me about your journey. So, I mean, Ooh. I read your bio and I was like, okay, Christian rapper uh, slash spoken word artist yes, slash. So, all what, of that. what instrument do you play? Uh, I'm a percussionist. Okay. Uh, I started out in elementary school. I was playing my uh, trumpet. My, Your desk pencil? Yeah. Oh, I did that. <laughs> little, the little clips, the yeah. beat on the desk and freestyle, all of, of that. So I started playing the trumpet uh, in middle elementary school. Oh. I realized that that wasn't the instrument for me because I was a percussionist at heart. Oh. Uh, so I transitioned to the drums and from there it just took off. I realized my passion for music, how real it was. And then as I grew up, I realized that, okay, I'm pretty good with my wordplay. Okay. So let me see what I can do on top of a beat. Became a rapper. My nickname was Church because my dad is a pastor. That means I'm the classic PK the kid. PK, PK. Yeah, all that. I was a good PK kid, though. I don't know what everybody else be talking what's about. A, what's, a, what's a bad one? I, I don't know because I was the good one. What's a good one? Me. Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? You never got into trouble? I ain't get in no trouble. You didn't fornicate? What no, does that mean? No, I ain't do none of that. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I hope ain't nobody watching right now. <laughs> no, tell you lie. Right, they were like, he lied. <laughs> no, but uh, it, it was really good. My dad is a pastor. That's how I got the nickname Church when I was probably about seven years old. I started doing Christian rap. Then I transitioned. I do poetry. I'm still a Christian, but I just do a plethora of poetry and rap. Like, I can do a Christian song over here. Right. And I'll turn around a lot of them. Uh, I'm really focused on the whole black women movement and uplifting black women because okay. I'm seeing a lot of disrespect, a lot of hurt, a lot of, it's a lot of hurt men out here hurting black women. Yes, and, so, and hurt people um, hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And so I'm definitely trying to uh, bring something new to the table and new to the culture and show that black men love black women. So a lot of my poetry is geared towards that, towards love, things okay. like that. And yeah, I decided to put on a whole show. Uh, about this. About this. And uh, so, okay, lyricism. I, what what intrigued me is that it was like 90s R&B is the yes. backdrop. Which, of course, I think we peaked you know. emotionally in 90s R&B. It's like, yes. love me like the lyrics of a 90s R&B song. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's when, I mean, some 70s and 80s songs had it too. But 90s, that 90s is, when, is what did That's it. when we left it. Oh, it was like goodness. the last era of like the love song yes. in R&B. Yes. So, so you're using that as the backdrop. And yes. So I, I found... Just being in the St. Louis community out here, talking to a lot of different people, networking with a lot of different people, um, I found a lot of musicians who were really good at what they do. Uh, I told them about the concept and the idea, uh -huh. and they were automatically down for it. Of course, me, I was, I'm, I barely made it. I was that 80s baby who barely <laughs> made it. I was born in 89, so <laughs> I had the chance to get a little bit of that 90s R&B. So I'm a huge Jodeci fan, oh, nice. Drew Hill. All of that. I just, I can't sing for nothing. Really? Can't I, hold a tune. Oh, man. I harmonize a little bit. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I yeah. give you a little bit of that. That and was that's terrible. It. That's I it. Mean... I can't take the lead. Oh, okay. I, I play the background. Oh, okay. All right. Now, at least you know your skills. Exactly. At least you ain't like, yeah, you know, I'm about to blow up. <laughs> And we like, he not going nowhere. I ain't doing nothing. Okay. So no. So I took the, uh, I took all those good words that I realized I was good at from mm -hmm. the past. I put them to R&B songs and R&B tracks. Since I couldn't sing, I figured I'd either rap it or say it in a poetic form. Nice. And I started doing different shows and open mic events and my name started spreading and people are like, you're really good. And so being at different open mic poetry events, I realized that, okay, Nobody has ever inf infused the two. People like music and people like poetry. Right. But who has done them all together? So I decided, hey, 
I'm big on innovation. You know, I'm a businessman. I, I like to see things and, and do things that haven't been done yet. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to do poetry with all my musician friends playing some dope 90s R&B in the background. Nice. And every 90s R&B song will be geared towards the poem that I do. Like one of my most popular pieces is 1 a.m. Stalker. Okay. So I'm gonna. I know, right? You like. Wait a minute. How is that? So it's good though. So one a.m. stalker. What is that to? And that is going to be to Feenan by Jodeci, because you know. Fina, yeah. Fina, you see how that'll tie yeah, in together. Yeah. You know, like, got okay, lost in the sauce yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Ended up having me stalking you sitting outside your house at one o'clock in the morning, and peace got wrote about it. So that's just an idea of what's going to happen. And then I have great opening acts. Arvin Mitchell is going to be hosting. I love Angel. him. Man, Shout out hilarious. to Arvin. Shout hey, out to Arvin. Arvin. That's big bro right there. Like he really, he's been there for me through my journey throughout mm -hmm. the years. And, uh, you know, I, he's been cool. I, I went to uh, Blueberry Hill mm -hmm. one day when he had the uh, Funny First Sunday. And I was like, hey, bro, I'm a poet. Can I get up on stage and spit? Like you got a really nice crowd. He was like, are you good? I was like, yeah, because yeah. he gonna ask you. He gonna ask you. Yeah. He was so serious. I was like, let me get on stage and I'll show you how good I am. <laughs> He's like, all right. All right he cocky. put me on stage right. and I won the crowd. And from there, we just had a bond and we were cool. So oh. when I did this show, I was like, I can't have none other than Big Bro to come host it. And he's going to do like 30, 45 minutes of comedy. Right. So you're getting kind of a comedy show and a poetry show and live music. Like it's like deaf wrong. comedy jam meets oh, meets and deaf meets. poetry like yeah all of, all of it it's, wrapped it's up into one it's like an HBO one. special it really is right there like for real I got the videographers coming out the photographers I'm really trying to do this big I love it so big. it's called lyricism lyricism the show yes let's let's see the flyer there we have yes. that lyricism the show is going down Sunday August 11th yes and there it's at the Grandale lovely and you know this is the Grandale this is yes. where we are like yes in the in the area here yes. so shout out right. to the Cranzburg Foundation yeah doing that thing that, that everybody's getting a lot of shine over here yes, we, we, I yes. love having venues I mean first we have to have places to do these performances exactly and uh the Cranzburg is allowing us to be able to do that so yeah. make sure you check it out there you are right there. So who else is, is this like, a, it's not an open mic. You've chosen all of these. It's yes. like a cult, a cultivated thing. So yes. tell me about you. So have. I've hand selected each artist, each performer, each musician, everything I've done. I've been working on this for months. I've been physically working on it for months. It's been in my head for two years. Okay. Because every year I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put on a show for everyone. And so with my 30th birthday coming up, I'm like, you know what? It's now or never. Okay. So I'm going to be 30. I need to put it into action. I'm a man of action. People who know me know that, you know, I don't do too much talking. I'm a, you're going to see some proof. Right. Something's going to be tangible from so this. So it's like, I'm not going to keep talking about this in my mind I'm and waking it, up dreaming it about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to put it on paper. And so for the 30th birthday, you know, I started contacting people maybe back in February. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be putting on a show. I would love for you to do it if you're free. And so everybody was like, yeah, let's do it. We've been waiting on it. I love it. And it, I'm happy. I, I got, for my band members, I got Mark Harris II. Okay. He is like one of the best pianists in St. Louis. Nice. He's phenomenal. Uh, I have Alex Bruce on drums. Courtney Smith is going to be playing bass. Uh, Kelvin Evans is going to be on saxophone. So, you know, anytime a saxophone. I was about to say, up, you even got a horn playing right now. Okay. You know, it's real okay. when the horns come out. And so, yes, th that's going to be my band. Um, I have uh, Mari, Mari Carter. MC is her name. 
Oh, if you don't go by MC, I'm so sorry. That's, that's how I met you. That's what I remember. But Mari Carter, she'll be opening up. Jay Love will also be opening up as well. And like I said, Arvin Mitchell is going to be hosting. Nice. So it's going to be a really, really dope show. It sounds good. Yeah. And I love 90s R&B. Who doesn't? Man. So if you're just now joining us, I have Jamar Pinkston here. He's here for Little Homie, Homie Mondays because, hey. you know, I like to talk to my little homie. So you know what? When you're, you you mentioned that your 30th birthday is coming up. Yes. So I, I, I'd like to touch on this a little bit because I think there's a lot of pressure. Yes. To millennials. I mean, do you, have you found yourself comparing yourself to other people who are maybe younger than you and maybe they're accomplishing things quicker or faster? Did you have a time where you were like struggling with that? Like, I got to do something. What am I going to do? You know what? Believe it or not, I have that battle with my own self. I've done a lot. In my 29 years, mm -hmm. I've opened up restaurants, uh, barber shops, sal well, full-blown salons. I've done photography. I have my own podcast. I got things. I have a lot of things in the works. Right. And people are like, you're doing a lot and you've accomplished a lot. Like things that we can actually see. Uh, I've won Deluxe's 30 Under 30, um, different accolades 2013 i was the fastest barber in st louis wow like i've won a so, lot so of so how do you how do you get judged on being the fastest barber tell me about that so and i respect barbering yeah. let me just put that out there a lot of people don't know that about me i have no idea where this came from <laughs> i think it was because i had an ex-boyfriend that was a barber yeah. and he always talked about barbering yeah. so i think i, I get, so i always imagine <laughs> i literally i look at people's haircuts yeah. i pay attention to that yeah. i look at your beard all of it like, yeah it's don't kinda, look at mine right now because yeah. I, that's why i got this hat on. I Yo, did not you, get a haircut. Between cuts. Between, I, that's I'm okay. In between cuts, yeah. yes. <laughs> For real. You ain't even getting lined up. That's, I mean, it's weird that I know so much about bar. I, I don't yeah. even go to the barbershop. But yeah, I mean, okay. So tell me about that. How, so, did, how did that even work out? So, like I said, I was working uh, at my shop. Uh -huh. uh, I had opened the salon and a guy was coming in. He was like, yeah, I'm going to be putting on a hair show at the Ambassador. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, okay, that sounds pretty cool. I had never did a hair show before, but I always was interested. I went to Bonner Bros. It's quite Bros. a thing. Yeah, it is yeah, huge. It is huge. Like Bonner, yeah, Bonner People Bonner don't realize like it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Absolutely. The hair. And so he said he was going to put on a show at the Ambassador. I said, all right, cool. Uh, sign me up. And so he was like, here are the categories for the barbers. I said, oh. Now, I am pretty quick because when I, I play the drums, so I realized my hands are fast. I play bongos, congo, all the percussion instruments. When Drumline came out, I did the little thing that Nick Cannon did. <laughs> like, I realized my hands were pretty fast. So right. I said, well, if my hands are fast on drums, maybe they'll be fast with clippers. Right. So I said, sign me up for the fastest barber category and the most creative uh, category. And I got second place in most creative, but first, no, third place in the most creative, but I won first place in fastest. the, the fastest. So you so can sit in your fade. chair and get a full cut. People, my, my clients who come to me right now, they know that when I tell them I'm cutting the Jets on, or if they be like, you know, hey, bro, I got to get up out of here. Can you, they know I, you're going to get quality in a very nice quantity of time. I like, love it. it. I'm very fast. Huh. So I did a bald fade in six minutes. What? I don't know the seconds, but like six minutes I did a bald fade. I wonder what that is. Like, how yeah. do you how do you even, is it the, I don't even want to know your technique because I wouldn't be able to. I mean, look, I just make a line. You know, you start with that little bowl. Like, yeah, you a bowl, like a bowl right. cut, And then you take the liners, you bald it out, and then I just know how to move my hands really fast. You have to actually see it in action. I just move the lever up. I make another line, move the lever up, make another line until that last line is gone. And I just keep doing that until there are no more lines and you have a fade. And then bam, 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 give you a front line and 
You're good to go. Impressive. Out of there. Impressive. Yeah. I love it. So All I right. ended up winning that, and I was. <laughs> I, that's what solidified me, like, in St. Louis as one of the top barbers. Okay. So, you know, shout out to all my other barber bros, you know, Haven, Rance, uh, my brother Kilo, Kilo G uh, at FDU Cuts. That's where we are right now. Okay. So, you know, yeah. All right. Well, do your thing, Jamar Pinkston. He's out here accomplished, uh, an accomplished millennial, if I do all say I, so myself. You know, right? All right. <laughs> so you also competed on Who's Got Lyrics. Yes, yes. On Who's, HBO. Yes, that was interesting. That's what propelled me in the poetry community okay so you know the thing at the ambassador put me on the map as a barber and then um i was still very underground i was unsure about um my poetry skills i knew i could rap right but poetry honestly poetry isn't my thing right i don't okay. it's not that i don't like it but i don't feel it i need a beat i want to feel the right. music pulsating through me kind of thing gotcha poetry is just quiet you know, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, you know, so. If that's how you want it to be. <laughs> so I, um, uh, I think it was Selena J that was on the radio mm -hmm. way back. And yeah, because that like, was her thing. Yes, and she was like, you know, for all aspiring poets out there, there's going to be a competition at the Mad Art Gallery. And so come on out and show us what you got. Right. And I was like, I was literally driving in my car and I said, you know what? I just did a poetry competition maybe two months ago and i won the competition but it was like at a church it wasn't really right it, it was, was like, like uh, something cool something yeah. to do so i'm like all right well if it's on the radio it must be pretty big let me go see if i really got some skills to compete against other people so i want to say it was like 600 and some people i left wow. the barber shop uh i told my clients i'll be right back i left for about an hour or two uh, Not I you went, left your clients in there. Though. I left my clients. I'll be serious. Like people who know, I that was a bad day at the barbershop. I for don't you, honey. play. I, <laughs> when it's time, when it's time to make a move, I make it happen. And so um, I told my clients I'll be right back. I went to the Mad Art Gallery. I think I was number three hundred and something like that. Um, it was six hundred people competing. Yeah, something like that. That I, is nuts. I know I had three hundred on my sticker, and so. Um, it was my turn to go up. I went. I did my piece. It was the first piece I ever wrote. It was called Red Dress. I want to hear it. it you want to hear it now? Yep. Right now? Yep. That was the first piece I ever wrote. I don't you remember that piece no more. It. Not no more. Now, what I did was I, I took pieces of the poem Red Dress and mm -hmm. I put it into 1 a.m. Stalker. How about I do 1 a.m. Stalker? I'll give you a snippet of 1 a.m. Okay, Stalker. Okay, you I'll do it. that. Right now or you want to finish the story? Go and finish the story. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping all over the place. So uh, I went to the Mad Art Gallery number 300 i get up and i perform they give me a standing ovation from all three judges cool standing ovation from all three judges? of the judges stood up and like i was like oh this i, I might be pretty good then oh look it was, at you it You're was a poem to be humble and, and look, cocky. i was so shocked i was like okay because it was a poem about a guy sitting in church and the thoughts that he have while that he has while looking at a woman who wore a red dress to church you can't wear a red dress at church? You can, but just know that it's going to be a guy having these thoughts. And I and I wrote a poem about it. I write a poem about the real... That's why people like my poetry, because it's relatable. I write stuff, and I talk about stuff that people think about, but don't really want to say. Oh, okay. Everybody done had that moment where they done stalked somebody. You done sat outside your boyfriend's house, or you done went through their phone, or you done did something like that. I actually put those into nice poetic words and oh. make it sound good. Okay. Yeah, well, let's hear a snippet. Um, to the lady in the polka dot dress, I hate you. 
Like, I really, really hate you, but they do say that a negative plus a negative equals a positive. So I guess what I'm really trying to say is that I love you. I never would have predicted the night we met would be the beginning of the end. I gave you the key to my heart and I let you in, but now you disregard every eviction notice. My focus has become obsolete. You were physically stunning, but mentally cunning. You made me invest my time, my thoughts, and my emotions. And after all of those investments, you tapped into the richest part of my memory bank, robbed me of all previous relationships, and held hostage every future love affair. And you wonder why I, and you wonder why I wear tank tops. It's because I'm tired of wearing my heart on a sleeve. Just like I'm starting to think that love is make-believe and Cupid is just using me for target practice. The fact is that now I'm so paranoid that I want to sniper every angel I see with bow and arrows and a diaper. I'll just stop right there. Oh. Got to come to the show to hear the rest oh of it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. This girl did a number on you, it, whoever she is. Oh, it, it's good. <laughs> oh, it, it gets good. It gets really good. I see. That's just the intro to get you warmed up. Like, okay, let's uh. talk. Who is this woman? And uh. then I talk about what I did to the woman and... Yeah, it, oh, it, you talk about what you did to the woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm ready. Uh-oh, I uh-oh. might not be grown enough might to hear need, this. Might need the air out a little oh, bit. Oh, am? <laughs> <laughs> That's poetry. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I take I take all of that, and like I said, I apply it. And then when you put music behind it, because, you know, certain instruments create an atmosphere and a vibe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all, we big on vibes these days. Of so course. I'm creating a one-of-a-kind vibe this, for this night. And... I really hope that everyone can come out and I really hope that everyone can experience this vibe together because my birth, my gift to myself mm-hmm. is everyone being there. So when is your birthday? August the 11th on oh, the day of the show. Oh, you are a Leo. Oh, yes. To the fullest. Oh, yes. You King must, Leo. Yes, yes, honey. You must have all the attention. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm going to let you have it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> have yes. no words. No words. Yes. Did you see The Lion King? I have not. Not Do yet. Do you want to see it? I've, Did you I'm, love the original? I'm going tomorrow. Okay. Lo- People who know me, my cousin is hilarious because she loves to mess with me because I legit, I already know I'm going to shed a tear mm-hmm. when Mufasa dies tomorrow. Yes, it's pretty. And Deep. with it being the whole like CGI thing and giving it that real life feel, all those emotions are gonna come back. I'm gonna shed a little thug tear oh, in the theater. I'm going by myself. That okay. way I can know you know I can wipe in peace. Yeah, so you can you be know you go peace, with somebody, right. you gotta try and be all cool. And, yeah. You ain't gotta you, you ain't know, got time for that. Nah, Just do your thing. I'm, I'm gonna let it out. Have my cleaning yeah, and my you know, back the last time I went the last time I went to the movies by myself. What did I go see? And I was in there crying like a baby. Fences. Fences. I was in Fences. Fences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, Fences yes, with Denzel. Yes, yes. And Viola in there with the that bubble tear. Oh, man, when she snot. had the little snot bubble. Yeah. That was real. Baby. She played that I'm part. I'm in there crying too. <laughs> Probably snot bubbles out of me too. It was a mess. She yeah. played that part. But yes, I'm going tomorrow. I okay. like to go. Well, I like to you go. Should, to have movies. you heard the Beyonce album? You heard me talking about it. I have not heard the album, but I did uh, watch a video. Uh, my god sister sent me, I guess, the first video from the album. Is it or bigger? It is. Bigger, Beautiful. bigger, I think it's the first I think video. that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I love that song. That, they like that's in the, the desert. First, yeah, and that's I, the first song on the album, and it draws you in. Shout and out it just, to Beyonce. Beyonce sound. is just amazing. And just, the millennials love Beyonce. Yeah. Y'all love her. And I oh. I mean, I take, I, I appreciate the love that and the, how y'all ride for her. Yes. I'm just not a stan. Me, I'll be the first one to say, I'm just not. I'm a Rihanna stan. For real? Love Rihanna. Oh, oh. my God. You know what it is? I wish what? I could be her for like a week. For, oh, I, I want to live like yeah. I just live vicariously. If I had her. to choose anybody's life just to witness, it would definitely be Beyonce's because just being an artist and a musician, people that homecoming album, the way y'all love performing it. I'm two hours live, y- y'all love it. 
I mean, but I'm older, so you know, I, I grew up yeah. with Prince and Michael Jackson, so yeah. it's hard for me to be like. Be and you know side. what? And you know what? I debate with people a lot. Please don't don't hurt me on your show. I'm it's, not. It's, no, you but, you're free to think what but, you want. <laughs> that she. Is it's it's an argument for me? She's as Michael Jackson. Going, she Michael yes, Jackson. If not slightly better, that 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 homecoming did it for me. I know, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it did it for me. Two hours. She's no breaks. Live, she gotta live a l- little longer, honey. She gotta live longer. How that's much all, longer though? That's all. Keep in mind, Mike started when he was five. She started when she was around the same Maybe age. Maybe seven. But he yeah. was. Perfect touring the world at five. Yeah, she wasn't. True. She was losing Star Search. <laughs> Why you got to bring that up? <laughs> I'm Why just you bring saying. Up the past? Let Let's just we just go. Let's just because I got to keep y'all. I got to. The keep only this. reason she lost that was because she had oh, people shit. with her. Listen, I got to keep the integrity of y'all thoughts now. Now don't I? I agree <laughs> <laughs> that Beyonce is amazing. I yes. never said that she was not. Yes. Do I think that she is? Michael Jackson, yes, in the sense of she started young. She she is definitely okay. a veteran, yeah. But she still got to go a little further for me to give her. I will take that. I will take. I will but take I love that. her, and okay. I love this new album. Like I said, she did an album for me. This one was for me. That one wasn't for you. Which one? You said Homecoming. this one wasn't. The the new one is the oh. new one is. The new one is me. I like I call okay. and, and custom fuss at everybody. Like <laughs> I told y'all that this was the one. I told y'all that Afro Beats was about yes. to pop, and Beyonce got a whole album full of it. So I told y'all. Man. I told y'all. Homecoming was what do it for me. Every well, time. you know that didn't do mm, it for me. Mm, mm, mm. Did you go to a black college? No. Oh, so okay. oh, that's a whole nother story in and of itself, right oh, there. Oh, okay. I wanted to pledge Kappa so bad, and when Stomp the Yard came out, my mother, my mom is a Delta. All the women in my family are Delta. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Deltas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she begged me to go to a university, a black college. HBCU. Yes, she begged me. And what happened? I I told you her. Like, see, that's where this, that's where that PK uh, kicked in. I I said, Mom, listen, honestly. I'm at that age now where I feel we can be real with each other. Mm. You don't want me to go to no all-black college because then I'm going to go to the college. I'm going to pledge. And then when I pledge, it, it's going to get bad. No, nah, You, you talked got yourself it. out of it. I did. I had to. I'm a realist. That's why people like me. And so that's he why knew people he was going to thot and bot in college, mama. And that's he true. didn't really want to put you through the thotting and bopping because he would probably have four she appreciates kids by it. now. She appreciates it now. And she got five grandkids. She appreciates it yeah. now. She would have had probably <laughs> ten. For real. I'm just saying. I'm going to be real. You want me to be real or you want me to sugarcoat it? I'm going to tell you the truth. I know what I would have done. I, well, at least you know, honey. It's it's already know hard it. now with the poetry. Oh. Look, my my podcast part to be talking about, you know, I'll be making jaws dropping poetry. Well, you already got me a little hot. Tell me about the, what you was about to hey, do with the new girl I, in the polka dots. <laughs> Shit. Don't tell me that. Nice thing. You're going <laughs> to cut these cameras off. You better quit playing. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay. August 11th, you make sure you check out Jamar Pinkston. <laughs> He's got lyricism coming at you. Yes. Ivan Mitchell, the old homie from when I used to do the morning show on the beat. Man. He used to come. I didn't go talk about what we used to do. Are we used to old? talk about. Uh, yeah. He he know. <laughs> he know. 
Arvin, shout out to Arvin. Yeah. He helped us save a lot of money back in the day. Man, he, he that dude. I do. I do know that. So <laughs> uh, so make sure you check out Lyricism. It sounds like fun, Jamar. It's going to be really fun. So what's the name of your podcast? Where can people listen to you? Uh, it's called The Gender Project. Um, I'm on all streaming sites, okay. The Gender Project. I'm actually starting video as well. Okay. So I'm super, super excited about that. Uh, it's The Gender Project across all platforms. Okay. So yeah, you can check it out. So make sure website. you check for that. Please definitely check for that. Um, it's really dope. Again, it everything I do ties into everything together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I said, uh, I realize there's a big disconnect between men and women. Uh, men don't understand women and women don't understand men. Our communication, there's something going on. Me and my partner made this podcast. Shout out to Chi. Uh, we made this podcast so because she realized the exact same thing. So she and how said, old is she? So I'm, I'm trying to just She's get... 39. Okay, so she's a little older. She's so a she's little got older. A, she's got so a different perspective, Exactly, right. so it works out perfectly, and she gives her perspective, and she's been married. I haven't been married. I don't have any kids. She's been married, so she has a different outlook on life, and she's able to bring things from a different perspective. I'm able to bring things from a different perspective, and it works out really well. What do so. you think is the problem? I'm just curious. What You say that you know it's, what? it's, it's Honestly, a lack of communication, and, and we funny, don't understand it. Yes, people go in, a lot of guys go in on me on Facebook because they feel like I'm capping. You know, young folks use that word these days, but, you know. <laughs> I understand. But, yeah, they they think that, you know, I'm just trying to win over the ladies or get their attention when really I'm doing everything that I talk about is something that I dealt with because I used to be that guy. I lied. I cheated. I did all the stupid stuff and I found out what not to do. I Lying is just unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. You ain't got a lot to kick it. At all. And, and I don't think men really, really get that. They don't. Did an older woman teach you that? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. My ex was... An older woman. Old, older an than older you. woman, yes. Yeah. And so I learned a lot. I learned things to do. I learned what things not to do. And so I try and apply that on my Facebook statuses, on any kind of a platform I can. And, you know, with social media being mm -hmm. big, you know, I have a status that literally just went viral. Like, it's got like 600 shares mm -hmm. or something like that, a couple thousand likes. And it's funny because the guys are going in on me like, bro. What was it? Um, it was now. basically about <clears throat> how to have a first date. It was a little sarcasm in there. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, guys, you know, call up a woman. Let her know you're going to take her somewhere. Mutually agree. Find out if she's okay with it. When, while on the date, do not bring up sex. Find out things about her, her, her likes, her dislikes, her past. What does she do? What, what are her aspirations? Things like that. Yeah. Walk her back to her car. Give her a hug. Do not try and grab her booty or fill her up and down or anything like that. Make, let her know to text you or call you when she makes it home. When you guys do that, strike back up the conversation again and have a debriefing on the date that you just had. Do not talk about trying to go over there or do anything. And, for, and I was like, for the love of baby Jesus, please do not send a dick pic. Congratulations. You have now went on a successful date. First date. Yeah, that's and a date. Simple. And the women are like, thank you. And it's sad that you got to say this. And I'm like, I know. And sure enough, it was there were guys that 
prove the point that it's sad that I had to say this because they were like, bro, you don't need to do all this. Like sometimes you're just trying to F. Sometimes you're just trying to screw. And I'm, well, if that's what you own and you guys are mutually agreed or th- right, on that, if that's that, if that, that's but the this thing. ain't that. Yeah, this, this status is not pertaining to just trying to smash. You know, just trying to smash. Have your little one night stand. This is for the guys who, if you're interested in a woman, this is just the proper thing to this do. This is how you date. It's it's about just being decent, like decency and chivalry. All those things are like absent these days. So, do you think that it's the women or the men that, or is it equally everybody that follows? Honestly, the breakdown honestly, of the dating. Yes. So this is this is how I really feel about it. Mm. I'm from Mississippi. I'm from the South. So we ah. were raised a little different down uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. My uncles, my dad, my grandfather, they taught me. You know, regardless of what a woman is doing. It is your job as a man. Don't don't worry about their job. It's your job as a man to respect her. Right. If she don't respect herself, help her to show if you if, like her. If if you like her, because yeah. you know that's not that's not your. You're not obligated to do it, but if you want to, then by all means. But you never but disrespect the yeah, woman. Yeah. Don't ever. you stop being who you, you are, are as a person. Exactly. Because. I she want a thought and bob. I tell people, I like just because she trying. What a lot of guys were asking on the status, like, uh, well, what if she want to give it up on the first night? It's your job as the man to say no. And I know it's hard. They like, man, bro, you capping, you doing. A... First off, I don't even know what capping is. But second off, I mean. it's it is very I hard. I see that all the time. No cap. What does that mean? Basically, what don't is that a don't lie. Of? Don't what lie. What does that mean? Like, I, yeah, now I'm showing my age. I'm asking them. No cap. You. What is cap though? I'm is it short you. for something? I have no idea I'm where so the cap. I'm so sick, Jasmine. Don't laugh at I me. I have no idea where the cap came from. Can, I, okay, in the <laughs> comments, can y'all tell what is no cap? What is that? When they know. be like no cap, and I will be like, what does that mean? Does it mean no capital letters? Man, no. look, I had to use <laughs> I had to use context clues. Are we all looking? Look at this. Are we looking at Urban Dictionary <laughs> trying to find it? <laughs> Did you look it up? We all trying to figure that out. I'm like, y'all tell me, because I don't know what the shit mean either. I'd be like, no, Kevin. I'd just be nodding at the like, I'm I'm like, right, right, right. Slang for no lie or not real. Slang for no lie. Where did cap come from, though? No lie. You know what? My context clues, I'm like, okay, they put no cap. That means that there is no. Oh, that God. is still not it, helpful. It's not helping. Where y'all come up with this? It's not. <laughs> Where y'all come up with this shit? But you know what? With me being a millennial, I got to roll with the times. I so. had to just act like I knew what it meant. Yeah. And I was like, no capital. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so, look, I just was like, all right. So they talking about, bro, you capping, you doing all of this. And I'm like, bro, no, I'm not. I promise you, if you do this, you have to be interested. That's why I put in the very beginning. You if you're be, interested. Okay, and here's the thing. Okay, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm glad we're talking about this. This bothers me because a lot of women just like, I mean, sometimes you just got to go for yours. You did I don't believe in approaching men. I okay. believe maybe I'm old-fashioned in that yeah. sense. I just honestly, I'm not, I will flirt with you. Yeah. But you must make the first move. I will stare you down from across the room. Yes. But if you don't look <laughs> me back. I ain't doing it. No bueno. I'm no, not. I'm never going that. to approach you. Now I will look at you, give you all eye contact. You'll look away like if you look, and I'll still be looking, be looking at, at you. At and you. you're not. That's, oh, that's how you right do there. it. That, yeah. That's grown woman shit right that's there. That's real. I but love and if that. you don't come to me, it ain't happening. Exactly. I'm never going to walk up to you. I'm not gonna come hither. You yeah. ain't. I'm not gonna tell you to come, come over here. None of that shit. I will look yeah. at you. I will let you know I'm interested. Yeah. If you don't pursue, then it is what it is. 
I, I'm not mad at that. You now, me, I'm the guy that I have no problem, like, making that first step and taking the initiative. Now, is some people are like, you know, it's wrong for a woman to do it. I'm like, it's not wrong if she chooses to, because I know a lot of alpha females who are like, hey, I'm going to go for mine, and I'm going to get what, if and I, I want to talk to them. I understand it, but I also feel like when, excuse me, when women do that, mm -hmm. then we, we set ourselves up for a certain outcome of that relationship. And I know that there are going to be women who disagree with me, yeah. and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm saying from my perspective and yeah. from my experience, yeah. I think it's always best for a man to come to you. Now, Understandable. you can drop hints yeah. that you want him to come. But and that's the thing. At that point, let us know because us men, we we a little simple minded now. You know, we got a one track mind. I ain't go. I be having my moments too. Like, is she flirting with me? Because you know, men, we get re it. Every man has been rejected at some point, and it's not a good feeling. You walk up to a woman thinking that okay, she she was digging me. Like, hey, bro, she looking at me? Or she? Now, some of y'all are completely oblivious, and some of y'all overshoot yeah. and all of this yeah, other stuff. Y'all be true. shooting y'all shot. Y'all be. It's like you got to find that fine line. But if a woman is looking at you from across the room, and I'll do that if I see you looking. All right, maybe we just happen to make eye contact. Right, but then you and look then away, and if away. I look back and you still looking, then we know what's up. It's, it's a go. Green now light. we green light. Other Damn. than that. Yeah. But don't just come up on a woman there because you because Hennessy will give you all kinds of, <laughs> you boy. know, that hen dog boy <laughs> make a man out of you real quick. That's a liquid courage for real. I think that was meant for Hennessy and Hennessy only because that, that liquid courage that, that just give you this. Yeah. Buddy. All right. So uh, I'm glad that we talked about that. That's yeah. interesting. So, yeah. uh, Jamar, it yes. was a pleasure it was definitely to a pleasure. meet you. Continue success. Says. Thank you. Make thank sure you. you check him out on his podcast once again. What's it yes, called? Yes, the Gender Project. <laughs> <laughs> Cap, you funny. What? What is it? Capping your lion. New York slang. Dude, what? Dude, one, bro, bro. That girl we met at the party was topping me off in the bathroom. Dude, two, you capping? Nah, dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely New York slang right there. No, dead ass, son. Dead ass. Like, for real, bruh. No, they don't say bruh in New York. No, son. they I don't know. They what do son. say son. I guess they still say son. I ain't been to New York in a while. Man. So that's funny. Yeah. I had no idea what no cap. No lie. Okay. So we that means like, new today. so no cap means like no lie. No lie. Pretty much, yeah. This was very informative. We I both still, learned something. We did. You learn something new every day. Man. And apparently today was cap. <laughs> and the origins of such. And I still don't understand why that means no lie. For real, I have no idea. Y'all need to explain that one deeper for me. That one really didn't. I mean, now that I know what it means, it yeah. really doesn't give me an indication. And my oldest daughter is about to be so mad at me because she tells me all the time, Mama, don't get old on me. <sighs> I know I was I'm the hip mom now. for so long. And now it's just like, Mom. I be feeling old. I be telling people all the time. You I'm ain't even 30 yet. Stop. I tell Shut people up. I'm finna turn 30, but my bones are 60. Like, well, you better work on that because it ain't time yet, I be in the gym. I be working out, but I just be tired. I well, be moving. You, okay. I, I move nonstop. Well, drink more water or something. I don't know. Drink some. Yeah, there you go. Some iron pills or something. How's your iron level? It was good. It's pretty high. Oh, okay, good. All my levels are high. <laughs>
<laughs> Jamar Pankston, everybody. Lyricism <laughs> happens August 11th. Yes. <laughs> at the, please. At the Grandel Theater. At the Grandel Theater. Make sure you get those tickets. Check them out. It sounds like a whole, whole lot of fun. You're a lot of fun, Jamar. Thank You're you. more than welcome to come back anytime. Awesome. I definitely will be back. I, I really I'm sure. Love this. This I'm is sure. This is funny. You, <laughs> you check them out. Where can they find you on social media? Uh, they can find me on social media. My Facebook page is Jamar Church Pinkston. And you can find me on Instagram at church underscore 314. I will follow back. You inbox me. I will hit you back. Want to get more information? Hit me up. All right. There you have it. This has been the Static Podcast for today, brought to you by the Hester Group. Hey. You know them. They you they handle you. If you've been involved in a serious car accident, you need to give them a call today. 314-652-4321. Just remember that the choice of an attorney is an important one and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Also, shouts out to our media partners over at Unheard Media, JP, CEO, and the gang. They support us here at the Static Podcast, and we show enough appreciated. Until tomorrow. You make sure uh, you have a great rest of the week. At least the heat wave is over. I'll talk Thank to you God. then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>